What's up, everybody? I'm Hunter. And I'm Brooke. And this is the Heart Stuff Podcast. Where we talk about the things that take up space in our hearts. Heyo. What up? This is a special week. Special. We're going to change things up a little bit. We are. It's uh, a Q&A. Yeah, we asked you guys if you had questions. and You uh, had questions. You, a lot. <laughs> I, awesome. I told Hunter, he was like, so have we gotten a question yet? And I was like, yes, we've gotten 17. Yeah, it was awesome. It, and then they just kept coming. Yeah. And awesome. I was just shocked that 17 people listened to us. Yes. It's exciting. I'm still amazed. <laughs> I like see people every week and they're like, hey, I listened to your podcast this week. And I'm like... You did? Yeah, actually, it's been crazy. We were at a concert the other day. Yeah. And on on my way out, someone stopped me and said, hey, I've been listening to your podcast. I love your wife. I'm like, I love that you love my wife. She didn't love me. Yeah. I, but that's okay with me. Uh, you're the funny one. No. I have like tears in my eyes right now. It's, it's exciting. I just, I'm still, I don't know, like amazed that people listen. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's super humbling. I do have to tell you something funny. So Hunter was like, say like, okay, we were talking about we were going to do a Q&A. And so um, I said, I I was reading Hunter the questions and I was like, people ask really deep questions. And like, I I can't figure out why no one asked like what our favorite soda was or something or like lighthearted questions. And Hunter was <laughs> like, Brooke, you're not really what I would call lighthearted. Yeah. This is not <laughs> a lighthearted podcast. Yeah. And I was like, huh. Good point. So if you want to know what our favorite soda is, mine is Diet Pepsi. Mine is root beer. Which For the moment. Because Hunter's changed. I don't really know. Yours changed though often. It does. It was Dr. Pepper for like my entire life. And then I got COVID. And, yes. And the taste of everything changed. And Dr. Pepper tastes like bad to me now. It's a shame. It's sad. It I was probably Dr. the Lord Pepper. working and was like, haha, fine. You're not going to like soda. This is good for you. And I was like, swerve. I went to root beer. <laughs> so... <laughs> This is probably actually That's God funny. trying to tell me something, but here we are, root beer and all. I have a quote real quick. Yes. We're going to go quick. Although I don't know if this quote is quick. Okay. It says, you can't make someone love you by giving them more of what they already don't appreciate. Oh. Oh. I know. That's... That was very like thought provoking in my head. Yeah. If someone doesn't like you, giving them more of you. Yeah isn't necessarily going to change their mind. Yeah, but like you can't make someone love you by giving them more of what they already don't appreciate. I just thought that was super interesting of like yeah. you, well, first of all, like it's not our job to make someone love us. True. I think is the first thing. True. It's like, that's not really our responsibility. Be kind, but like it's not really a responsibility to make people love you. I think even like personally, I spent a lot of my life like making decisions that um, would like, make the people around me happy. Right. Um, not even happy, I guess. Like trying to just like please everyone. You know, like right. that whole like you can't be all things to all people. Right. I'm kind just of thing. Say that. Yeah. But I think I've tried to like uh, make people try to like convince people to love me. Hmm. Right. Like and I think it kind of goes back to that thing where like you you know, like for some people you're gonna be too loud. We were just talking about that today. Mm -hmm. Like for some people you're gonna be too gracious too like timid for some people you're going to be too loud for some people you're going to be and like it's kind of like about like finding your people mm -hmm. and like finding your lane and like realizing that god has gifted you in certain ways mm -hmm. you know and so i think that 
you can't make someone love you by giving them more of what they already don't appreciate. It's just kind of that. Like, you know, it is about the appreciation piece because that's what this quote says. But I think it's also about like, it's not your job mm-hmm. to make everyone love you. That's good. You got anything to say about that? Yeah, I think I think that's something I, I struggle with because if someone doesn't love me, I want them to love me. I, I try to have this don't care attitude and I want I want to come off that way. But I do think it's hard for me sometimes to not just overdo myself hoping that they change their mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's, if I'm nicer that's, or warmer, like people right. will, yeah. Yeah, so that's something I think I need to hear because so that's, that's true. They might not be your people. All right, so we have questions. And answers. Hopefully answers. <laughs> Let's hope. Um, we probably won't get through all the questions because we got a lot. Yeah, we also so, haven't pre-decided our answers. No. So this we is honest. Not. Okay, so one of the questions someone asked is, how do you heal from church hurt? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, what an opener. <laughs> I know. Um, You want to go first? You want me to go first? Yeah, I don't care. I think let's talk a little bit about church hurt. I have an interesting relationship with church hurt. <laughs> it is a word I've used. Yeah. It is something I have believed I have felt. But my view of it has recently changed. Yeah. And I think it's also my view of it changing has helped me heal from it. Hmm. For the longest time, I equated people's decisions with God's decisions. Yeah. And that is what I classified as like church hurt. Yeah. And once I realized that the human side of church is what was ever hurting me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not God, then it really, really helped me separate the two. Mm-hmm. And it became much less, quote, church hurt and much more people hurt. Yeah, Someone did something to hurt me. The way someone acted or didn't act is yeah. what hurt me. So I would say that helped me heal in a much easier way because I'm used to healing from people mm-hmm. hurting me. But, you know, church, we, we hold to this high standard and higher regard, understandably. But at the end of the day, you know, the body of believers, it, they're just humans. Mm-hmm. It's just more people. Um, and so that really, really helped me kind of get over some things, realizing that it's not really that different. Yeah, It's just more people. Yeah, I think when, you know, in the past couple of years... I was on the other side of mm-hmm. church and maybe I was the one like causing mm-hmm. some people to have some church hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that really kind of shaped my view mm-hmm. because it really like there wasn't like malice in my heart. Mm-hmm. I made some decisions that in turn like hurt some people mm-hmm. and they are probably at home saying the church hurt them mm-hmm. when really it was Brooke that hurt them. Mm-hmm. And I think that when I was able to dissect that, Mm -hmm. it really made me, first of all, like I'm sad Mm -hmm. that I'm in the group of people that have hurt people, but also that there is a thing called church hurt. Mm -hmm. That's very sad to me. I totally Um, agree with you. You know, since being on the other side and kind of maybe walking through, you know, people, it's really popular right now to like kind of deconstruct your faith. Somebody was talking about that the other day and I was like, I'd say I'm like, I've been in a place a year ago where I was kind of reconstructing my faith and figuring mm-hmm. out like what that looks like for me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I would say that, you know, in kind of reconstructing that or, or walking through that, that I, people have opened up to me more because they've, they like see that, you know, you're kind of in a vulnerable place and you're, you have some hurt that you're walking through. And so people are much more open to talk about that. And I think that one of the things that I realized is just a lot of people are walking down very hurt and finding themselves kind of like unable to love the church. Yeah. And I hate that. Yeah. Cause there have been times in my life where church has hurt me Yeah. and people at church have hurt me, but I still passionately love the church. Yeah. And I think that the church is still does great things. Absolutely. And I think that God uses the church to, you know, forward his kingdom on earth. Mm-hmm. And if we find ourselves in places where the church is doing things to hurt us or people in the church are doing things to hurt us, what I would say is I would challenge you and myself to, to be different, mm-hmm. right? To be, hey, you know, when you, when I see people acting out of line that maybe don't represent the church well, have a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. Hey, I feel like that's not what you really mean. Let's talk about how as the church we can be helpful. Yeah, and I, I think what I'm about to say could be true for, let's say, 99% of church, you know, employees. Yeah. <laughs> that conversation would be something they need because mm-hmm. – they're not doing ministry and the sacrifices that come along with ministry to hurt people. Yeah. They may not realize. Yeah. Listen, guys, church church ministry is awesome, but it, it is rarely the best paying gig that gives you the most time with your family and all of the vacation right. days. Like they're doing it because they believe in it. Yeah. And so they hopefully will be yeah. respond like they'll be okay with a conversation because they they truly may just not realize. Yeah. Um Sometimes you just got to talk about it. Like I'm hoping whoever submitted this question, you know, that you're able to get to the place where like you love God and his church. Yeah. All right. Next question. How do you overcome jealousy in friendship, feeling overlooked or replaced? Guys, deep questions. I know. I was like, they're hitting hard. How do you overcome jealousy in friendships? Jealousy is nasty. Mm. It's a it's a nasty feeling to feel. Yeah, it's I hard. I hate jealousy, and it's I feel hard. it, so I I hate it. Yeah, you know when when I am in, I think that jealousy comes in seasons for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I'm in a healthy season, mm-hmm. I don't feel jealous. Right. And when I'm in an unhealthy season, I feel it immensely. Yeah. Um, there are times when I catch myself mm-hmm. starting to feel jealous, maybe. And this is a very real thing, like in a friendship, feeling replaced or feeling like, you know, someone just has more friends than you or mm-hmm. feeling like a friend group that you have is in a different, moved in a different direction. And there are seasons where I feel that and it is, jealousy is a very overcoming feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, jealousy really is a lens you begin to see everything through. It's, yeah, that's it's true. Nasty. And so I would say, you know, how do we overcome it? Well, I think one of the ways is just we realize that it's there. Yeah. We realize that it's an unhealthy thought. Mm-hmm. We realize that it's a thought that's trying to like take captive our life kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's a very overcoming feeling. And I think that when I am aware that jealousy is a problem, it is much less likely to take over my mind because I'm aware of it. Yeah. I also think you have to be careful, you know, when you're jealous of a person Mm-hmm. It paints every action that person takes in a different light, and you have to be aware of that. We talk about this all the time. You know, the, a real life situation here is um, there's a certain job like I want, mm-hmm. and and I'm pursuing it. 
And it's easy for me to feel jealous of people that have that job. Yeah. And so because of that jealousy, I can sometimes look at people doing that job and like be like, oh, why'd they do it that way? Or, oh, yeah. you know, why'd yeah. they say it because that way? Because jealousy easily becomes critical. Yes. Yeah. But they're, they didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Ten times, nine times out of ten, they didn't do anything. But my like feelings in my heart are changing what my eyes see. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I would say that if you have a friendship that maybe you feel the replaced part, mm-hmm. I'd say if you're looking at a friendship and you feel replaced by mm-hmm. that and you feel jealous, what I would say to you is those aren't your people mm-hmm. right now in this season. Those aren't your people mm-hmm. and it's okay. That's something I've had to make a lot of peace with mm-hmm. uh, Hunter and I talk about this a lot. You know, we're talking about, jealousy and friendship and how that looks we've kind of built a diff- a new life really yeah um, we moved and we a couple years ago and so we it's been easy for us to look back and maybe miss those friendships or look at them with a different eye or be jealous of things that but you have to realize that it's nothing wrong with them it's nothing wrong with you but those just aren't your people because if you allow your mind and yourself to dwell on what was it's going to negatively affect you it's gonna eat you alive yeah it is it's gonna eat you up and you have to you know I pray all the time this is a this is like, I just felt emotional saying this, but like all the time, like I, I had some really good friends when I lived back in Greenfield and I pray all the time that like, I'll have something like that again. Mm-hmm. And I just believe that like, I can either live in jealousy or I can live in hope. Mm-hmm. You know, I can live in like criticism or I can live in faith. Mm-hmm. And I think that those two things don't coexist. And so when you're looking at a friendship or you're looking at someone and you feel jealous that like, God, show me the things in me. Um, that I bring to the table and help me to find people that need those things. That's great. That, you know, that, that help last me to be bit, confident. That last bit is really great advice. Show me what I bring to the table and help me to find a situation where I fit and where people need what yeah. I have. That's really great advice. All right. Ready for the next question? Let's do it. Another deep one, I'm sure. All right. What are your favorite memories with each other so far? Oh, could be deep, but. A little less dark. <laughs> I know. I try to do a happy one. Favorite memories with each other so far. I got to be honest. You can share one. I'll share one. It, it, Maybe. I'm going to bring our children into this. Okay. Um, Ice cream dates are just some of the top moments of my life with our family. Uh, we had one on the Purdue campus in the back of my truck. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to take the doors off the Jeep and go to Frosty Boy. Just those memories are, we had one in the back of the truck at Frosty Boy where we took like some blankets and the Uh boys loved it. Those are moments that I dreamed of for a long time when I'd have a family. And so now that I have one with you guys, those are just top of the, like top tier moments. One of my favorite memories is just like, I guess I kind of have this too. When we go to Silver Beach. I just oh, yeah. love doing that with our family. I love that too. Um, little brown boys running mm-hmm. into the lake. I just love it. And I love, I mean, our family loves sunshine. Mm-hmm. We do. We love being outside. and We do. Uh, I love, we have a, if you've never been to our house, which most of you probably haven't. Yeah, I'm guessing uh, 99% <laughs> of you have not been to our house. I don't know why I was going to say that. <laughs> Hello, friends. Those of you that have been to our house. We have a backyard and we have a lot of trees. We have a pretty big backyard, and I love our backyard, and we spend a lot of time out there in the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite memories so far was just, like, our family made a garden, mm-hmm. and 
well, you know a little bit about us. You know, we're more more beat ups people than we are garden people. That's very true. Um, and we made a garden and it grew grew vegetables. It, it did well. Actual vegetables. <laughs> it did folks. really well. And so that was a memory that I think just our boys were so proud mm-hmm. and they were like bringing in tomatoes and we all planted it together. Mm-hmm. And so I just love that. Yeah, we really uh, let's let's share one with just each other. Okay. Because that's what they asked. You know, this is, it's not always a joyous occasion, but I very much appreciate all of the times that we have like serious conversation. I love deep conversation and we do not lack for it in our relationship. (laughs) And those are really some of my favorite memories. There's so many times I've learned from you or I've realized something about you in those conversations Probably more often realize something about me in those conversations. <laughs> so I, I've always really appreciated those. I think a favorite memory is, I guess it's not a favorite memory, but like a favorite thing we do together is I love working on things with you. Yeah. I love like projects with you. Um, you are my favorite person to collaborate with and work mm-hmm. with. And I just, um, I love how our brains are similar but different. Yeah. And I just love working on things with you. Yesterday we went and took some pictures um, at a shop and we got in the car and I was like, I just love working with you. Yeah. Uh, we're a great team. Yeah. I love it. I think we're awesome. <laughs> I think we're great. <laughs> All right. So we have a lot more questions. We're gonna have to do another one of these episodes at some point. Like, yeah, we might have to wait a while Yeah, or soon. We'll see, but we will, <laughs> we will, we will keep track of these and we will uh, get through them at some point. All right, so how do you tell people no without sounding rude or having a good excuse? Um, that's, that's, this could go a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a part of me that wants to be a bit blunt and say that often the part of that question that says without sounding rude or feeling like you have an excuse is maybe a personal thing you have to look into of just being okay with being a person that says no um, and not necessarily being worried about what they think about you because what the end of that and whoever wrote this I'm not calling you out right now I promise I'm just saying (laughs) my opinion might be that even though the the second half of that wording is so they don't see you a certain way, basically. Right. And so I would probably encourage you to first look into yourself and how you view that about yourself and make mm-hmm. sure you're okay with that. Because if you're okay with that, then it doesn't fully matter what they see. Right. So I think on the other end of that, learning how to reframe saying I don't want to. Yeah. So I think that we feel like we either have to say no or have an excuse or, you know, and, you know, sometimes you want to be blunt mm-hmm. and you don't care, but sometimes it involves family or oh, it involves, sure. and yeah, there's these emotions that are wrapped in it. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that reformulating how you respond, you know, it maybe you're a stay at home mom and someone's always inviting you places or people want you to do things or they have expectations and mm-hmm. you, they know you have time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes, uh, you know, we talk, we've talked before about like what's on your plate. And I think that it's okay to say, I have a, I have a lot on my plate right now. I don't have the, you know, I don't have the energy for that. Mm-hmm. 
or I don't have the bandwidth for that. Mm -hmm. Or my plate's really, even if you're, it doesn't matter if they see, you know, we talked about like in different seasons, your plates are different sizes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just have a little dessert plate. Mm -hmm. And it's okay if, if adding a park date to that is too much for you. You can say, I don't have the bandwidth that, or I don't have the energy for that. Or we are, we're making time for different things right now. Mm -hmm. We're focusing on fill in the blank right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that what we think is a good excuse and what's a valid excuse are different. And what you consider a valid reason doesn't have to be valid to everyone else. That was great. Well, there are just times where we say it's not that we don't have the time. It's that right now we're making time for different things. That's yeah, that's that's really good, though. Yeah. I, I love the difference between good and valid. We talk about even church. Okay. Let's talk about church. So we serve at our church mm-hmm. and that is important to us. And that's what our family has decided that our Sundays mornings are going to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if someone invites us somewhere on a Sunday morning, mm-hmm. we don't work at that church. Right. But we serve there. And so right. nine times out of 10, we're going to say, Hey, sorry. Yeah. And that's a valid reason to us, but it might not be a valid reason to someone else. And sure. that's okay. Sure. Because what we've chosen in our family is to honor Sunday mornings by serving God's house. Sure. And so you're, I think it's okay. You're so good at this because what you just said was just a beautiful way of my crappy way of saying no. <laughs> that's, Whatever. That was great. But I think that if you were the person that asked this question, I would think I think that I would just encourage you to feel empowered by the fact that you're allowed to choose what you give energy to. Oh, yeah. And you're allowed to say, we're not giving energy to that right now. Or yeah. we're not giving focus to that right now. Or our plate is full of other things that we've committed to. And those commitments can be that your family takes Sunday afternoon naps. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to commit to that. Mm-hmm. And that's allowed to be what's important to your family. And that's okay. It's allowed to be that you are at home on Monday nights watching a TV show. Mm-hmm. That's okay. You don't have to make up a reason. I've already committed to something else. Or... I'm not adding anything extra to my plate right now. Mm-hmm. Or we've dedicated our time to this. Mm-hmm. It's okay. That's good. That was a great answer. Go thank with her you. answer, by the way. <laughs> Go with her answer. To Guys, that. thank you so much for submitting questions. Submit some more. And we also have a whole lot more. Yeah, we will We will do another one of these. Uh, the only reason we're cutting off right now is because we try to keep these under like a certain threshold of time. Yeah. Um, but we definitely will do this again. Thank you for your questions. And... Uh, tune in next week for us to jump into another topic. Yeah, see you then.